<laughs> Welcome to Dr. Three, a Hearthstone podcast dedicated to giving you explosive growth and climbing the standard rank ladder. I'm your host, Daring Outline, and along with me are my fellow hosts, Dragon Rider and Major Death. So we got a lot of hype going on this week, so let's uh, just get through last week's poll question first, and then we can move on to the news. All right, last week's poll question. We asked you, which Dark Moon Fair Old God card were you most interested in playing? We got 30 votes. Thank you to everyone that voted. And probably not a surprise, 36.7% of the votes said Yog saron Master of Fate. Um, yeah, I I mean, I can see it. I, I probably am right there, too. Cthun, the Shattered. 33% of the vote, exactly, 33.3% of the vote was second. Nizoth, God of the Deep, got 20% of the votes. And Yasharaz the Defiler only got 10% of the vote. So uh, I'm not actually surprised by this necessarily, but um, but yeah, it's it's still a... See, seeing the actual distribution there was was kind of interesting. What do you guys think? Yeah, it's uh pretty interesting. I I would love to see the actual use of these cards be like the complete opposite. Like everyone's looking forward to Yog, <laughs> but then like Yasaraj ends up being the most popular. Like that that would be hilarious to see. Uh but yeah, not it's the same thing basically. Not really surprised by these results, but I, I think I think Yog is just too flashy. I think that card <laughs> yeah. and the freaking wheel and just the craziness <laughs> that you can do, the fact that you can, you know, yeah. old Yog was really fun for a lot of people. I, I use fun with the quotation marks. Uh, and so potentially getting that or getting some other version of Yog, I think, I think just, uh, just, before we get a chance to play it, it just feels like that just says, come on, you know you want to play this card. You know, I'm I am actually a little bit surprised because I would have thought Nazoth would have come come in the last, just because uh we have we didn't see anything last week to support the multi minion type uh archetype. And now we do. So we we have some more stuff, obviously, so I just I th- I thought Yash or uh, Yasharaj was a little bit more easy to um picture how to use that because it's pretty straightforward where I feel like Yasharaj is a bit more of a deck or, or I mean excuse me other way around Yasharaj is a pretty easy way to um easy strategy to figure out you know you just play a bunch of corrupted cards and you get them all back for zero that one turn whereas um uh Nazoth, you we didn't see any support last week so i mean i guess people could have been making that guess too or just out of flavor maybe they just like old Nazoth, <laughs> and they're just like we're pumped to get Nazoth back so there you, go. you know that's I... so and also i will quickly retract what i said about Nazoth. um obviously i was just saying that last week without having seen anything else so obviously they are putting in the support for a multi-minion archetype. So should be very interesting. So, yep. Yep. All right. Let us move on to the news for this week. 
Uh, first up, we have a Hearthstone Duel slash Battleground update that went live on November 5th. It was the first full set of balance changes for the new Duels game mode. Um, next up, we have new rewards for Vamp coming this Thursday, November 12th. Um, and this is also the day that Duels will go into open access as well. And both of these are backed up by uh, links from Play Hearthstone. And, of course, those will always be in the uh, show description when we go live. Yeah, the the rewards revamp article is the same one that we got uh, when the expansion was announced because they haven't announced anything more with it. Uh, I would suspect on Thursday morning we're going to see some sort of article or something that talks about the the cost and the difference a little bit more and and that sort of thing is eh. and so when once we see that it'll be it'll definitely be interesting but yeah it's it's finally almost here yeah it's right now we're recording on on the tenth the show generally goes live on the evening of the eleventh so yeah by the time maybe by the time you're listening to this the the actual Reward system is live already, so <laughs> everyone's super excited about it. So, okay, then we have Dev or Team Five Dev interviews on Vicious Syndicate and Coin Concede podcast. Um, Mage, you said you had already listened to the um, Vicious Syndicate, so do you want to speak to that a little bit? Sure. Yeah. So both both of these podcasts had had a. Team 5 interview this week. Alec Dawson was on the Vicious Syndicate podcast. He uh, talked about randomness and and card value, generating card value, uh, uh, or value generation, I guess. Uh, Talked about the new Yogg-Saron card, and it it sounds like he's really excited to to play the new Yogg-Saron. You know, talked about their willingness to make balance changes more quickly and and what that allows them to do as far as kind of pushing the envelope a little bit uh i it was only about 30 minutes long uh which is much shorter than a typical vicious syndicate episode but definitely worth it i thought uh zach owen had did a really good job of asking some really interesting questions and and alec gave us some really interesting insights as to you know their thought process and and how they are approaching things now, which definitely sounds different than how how things were approached in the past. Yeah, very cool. Would recommend checking out both of these. And then we have Dean Ixar Ayala talked about the new duels game mode and madness at the Dark Moon Fair, as well as his involvement with the Hearthstone with Hearthstone over the years. So, I mean. It's it's reveal season, so it's always very interesting to get to hear the insight uh, of Team 5 before this stuff goes live as to what they were thinking, what they were aiming for, and always it's nice to get um, that just that insight into the game dev's mind because that kind of just kind of makes – it helps you make sense of what they're doing and what they're trying to accomplish with the game, so – always very cool and i mean all those guys are have been i I, everything i've seen everyone seems like super nice and friendly to the community and that's just really encouraging to see so okay well 
that's it for the news. Not much happening other than, you know, just real, real card card drops left and right. I was going to say the biggest news story was the card reveals. We had, like, there was, I think, 15 or 16 cards revealed when we recorded last week. There's now on the official uh, site 65. By the time you read, you listen to this, all the cards will be revealed. So, uh, yeah, you couldn't... You, you really just, anytime you went to any of the Reddit or the news sites, that new cards were what you were <laughs> front and center. Exactly. So, in order to celebrate, we thought we'd go on a little bit of a merry-go-round and talk about each, you know, some of the cards that we find super interesting so far out of the revealed set. So, I figure, Mage, do you want to start us off on a card you've picked out? Sure. So, so there's, like I said, lots of lots of cards to choose from. I, it's been really interesting, specifically the last twenty four hours or so, because it feels like we're getting like nine or ten cards a day, and uh, you know, the end of last week, over the weekend, there wasn't so much, and then yesterday and today, there's been a lot. Specifically, in the last two days, there's been a lot of legendaries that have been revealed, which is which are, are always the most kind of interesting to see. Uh, I am going to go with one of the most recently revealed, uh, and it's it's an homage to our good friend and savior Yog Saron. It is the Paladin Secret. Oh my. Yog. It is a one mana epic secret that says when your opponent casts a spell, they instead cast a random one of the same mana cost. What? <laughs> I mean, the flavor on this is is amazing. I, and I don't mean specifically like the flavor text or anything, but like just the idea that Yog could turn whatever spell your opponent is about to play into something else random uh is is absolutely crazy to me and i'm already not looking forward to trying to play around (laughs) trying to play around this carter looks amazing as well what what do you guys think what is is this not the most interesting and different secret than we've ever seen not just for paladin i'm thinking like all secrets so so my my take on this is this is the most disruptive thing since counter spell like it is literally you have to like pretty much the only spell you know because paladin secrets you really had to be concerned with most of the time is noble sacrifice out of the current uh uh, secret package um, because that will stop you from making attack potentially making a trade or doing something else you know the others are very novel eye for eye redemption hum- um, I can't remember the reduce your health to one um, you know so that's how much people actually play it naturally in any deck <laughs> <laughs> so uh, this is going in every paladin deck i would imagine because this is really really good um it it has the potential to be really good but it's still a yog effect right so like if they cast an eight mana spell or a seven mana spell and you know it was something like you know 
something good for them and then it just ends up clearing your board anyways like that could happen like it i assume targets are selected randomly for that too uh, i would i would assume I, I you know i'm thinking about this and it's like there is definitely i i feel like this is a better early game card than a late game card for exactly the reason you're saying like if you're playing this in hopes to undo like a blizzard or a flame strike or something like that you're probably gonna be sad but if you're like playing this to potentially stop like an animal companion or or like an opponent's secret perhaps for like hunter or something like that if they're gonna play it out of hand uh or like try and stop a kill command from going face or something like that I, I feel like this is better in the early game than in the late game, but it, it, it's still, it, it, it's like you said, it's disruption and it could do, it could do just about anything. It could hurt your own, you could hurt your own board. You could actually end up taking more damage as a result of this. I'm, I'm thinking about, you know, something where they play like a six mana cell and suddenly get an avenging wrath or something and ends up all going face and it's like well now that kind of sucked but you know those sorts of things i I think it i think it kind of helps against burn decks specifically as well um so and and also could potentially kind of screw up um uh uh cyclone mage this seems like it might be a pretty good card against cyclone mage yeah I mean, there's there's a lot of potential. The the card I just thought of was tracking. Just think about playing that, and they play tracking. It's like, ah, uh, well. <laughs> I assume most of the time they don't t- get to look for a card. Exactly. And- exactly, and they don't thin their deck by three. So it uh, it seems very interesting. Like I, I my first look at it, I'm like, yeah, this is really powerful. But I think you're right. I think this is a really good early game. Because, like, if you wait till later in the game, like, an eight-mana spell could turn into power of creation. <laughs> so, Dragon, what do, what do you think of this? Uh, I, I think I'm leaning the opposite direction of you guys. It's a fun card. It's a really cool flavor and design. But I'm not seeing what it's going to be played for um, or in. I, I mean, you probably don't really want to play in the Paladin decks that are played right now. Uh, and, you know, of course, we still only have, what, we only have half of the set or just like just under half the set. So who knows what else could, could be revealed uh, still for this set, even plus any sets that come out in the future. But I'm not... I'm not thinking I want to run this in a deck, but I don't mind finding this off of like a wand maker or something like that if I'm running wand makers. Um, but I think there's going to have to be more secret support for Paladin for me to want to actually include this in a deck. I'm not I'm not suggesting it's definitely going in decks. I am suggesting <laughs> that it is really weird, very cool, yeah. and definitely different than, than what we're used to seeing, specifically when it comes to, I think, Paladin secrets. Yeah, um, it definitely is. So... That I, I I liked it for that, and then obviously a, a shout out to Yogg on there too. So you know, yeah, I I just I I looked at it 
I've looked at it all day today, and I just kind of, I was like, yeah, I'll probably get played in most decks, so I'm like, eh, but it's probably one of the more playable Paladin secrets, too, so, yeah, if, I would, I would, I would think, if there, if there, if there's a way to play Paladin secrets, then this will probably get played, if not, then it will get cursory play when it's discovered, or, you know, because I think, obviously, it looks like they're pushing pure Paladin still, so there's a good chance you could get it off Lightforge Crusader while you're still or still in Year of the Dragon. So, or Phoenix, excuse me. I get my years mixed up. I know it's not Year of the Kraken anymore. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. So, so Dragon Rider, why don't you uh, why don't you take us to one of the cards you find interesting? All right, uh, this one that I picked is a demon hunter card. It is an elemental three mana four three corrupt become a weapon. This card seems so cool. Like I just love the idea that you can play it as a minion or corrupt it and then turn it into a weapon. It just seems very versatile. And I, I want to see how people play this, uh, whether they end up, you know, playing it like as the minion more or corrupting it, making it a weapon more, or if it varies depending on matchups and just how their draws have gone. I, I think there's a lot of uh, maneuvering and decision-making that can happen just with the single card. So I, and I don't think we've really seen anything like this before. So I think it's really cool. So you didn't actually mention the name. I don't think it's Felsteed. Fell Steel Executioner. Yes. And, and so the the thing that gets me is it ends up when you corrupt it and it becomes a weapon, it is a three mana four three weapon. So like it's actually like an extra swing of the marrow slicer that doesn't put soul fragments into your deck. So if you're looking if you're thinking about the more aggro slash tempo uh, um, demon hunter list, you know, one of the things that they, you might do is you might play Marrow Slicer just because it was a four mana weapon that did four damage and two swings. This is actually potentially better than that. And, and, and it doesn't put soul fragments into your deck. So you're not messing with your skull of Gul'dan which is which is kind of interesting so yeah i see this more in a tempo aggro style of deck because like the soul fragment demon hunter that weapon based demon hunter um they like to use horde pillager and this could turn into an umber wing which is great to have a 4-3 umber wing but it's not so great to spend four man on a 4-2 that gives you a 1-2 weapon and that's it or like, I mean, there there's potential there, but I think there's a couple weapons you probably don't care for. Like, I don't think you'd be upset if you got Warglaze Vazanoth for 4-3 and then got to bring it back. But I feel like the Marrow Slicer and the Warm Blades are more efficient. So, like, I don't see that making into what is currently the Soul Fragment Demon Hunter, but I could definitely see this being a a nice addition to the current uh, Tempo deck because, I mean, 
you can corrupt this by playing your marrow slicer. Like you can like you're gonna play marrow slicer in that deck. The weapon's just too efficient for what it you know what it is for its cost. So like I feel like this is a probably an easy conclu uh, inclusion. And if you need a three drop, it's a four three. Like you had no problem playing the. Uh, I know it's the uh, the frozen shadow weaver has a freeze effect but like you were still pretty happy with that body when you got it on board too so i feel like you wouldn't be too upset to pull play uh four three as well how do you want to play this dragon rider do you think do you want to play this as the minion do you want to play this as the weapon uh i think it's going to depend on what deck it fits into but it also like I said, this to me, this card is seems very flexible. So if you are in a matchup, let's just say it's Tempo Demon Hunter for the sake of just putting a deck out there. Sure. And you are in a matchup where you want that early pressure. Maybe you're playing against a warrior, a priest, something that's slow. You could just play this on board for a minion and try to push pressure that way uh, because the rest of your hand is already kind of small stuff you're, you don't have that heavy stuff in your hand you can just play it out as a minion um i i don't know i think people will try to play it as a weapon more often than not uh but you know because it is hard to pass up you're looking at 12 potential damage there where it's a little bit easier for decks to clear minions off the board than a weapon but yeah. i really do like the flexibility so, I don't know. Maybe we even see some sort of, like, Highlander Demon Hunter that, that plays this. Yeah, it seems like to me that you, uh, like, if if your hand ends up comprised of a couple weapons, you could just play this as a minion and be happy with that. Uh, or, like, if you're in the kind of a real aggressive matchup and you need to fight for board early... This can allow you to potentially, uh, you know, two for one, or it can trade up into your opponent's four drop that they might be playing next turn. So you've got you've got that flexibility. But like you said, if it's a, a slower matchup, or maybe you're looking specifically for a weapon um, to start buffing up with, you know, twin slice and and some of the other things that you're probably running in the deck, uh, you know, it's. It's only three mana, so you're only basically needing to spend four mana to corrupt this. So it's uh, it, it's not going to be that backbreaking to to uh, to corrupt it. Yeah, for sure. And I like I think I think one of the skill challenges for this meta is going to be knowing when to play corrupted cards or wait, waiting to corrupt cards and knowing when to just play them, because I feel like the greed isn't necessarily always going to be the the best course of action for <laughs> whatever scenario you are on and um so i mean and that's just my first take of things so all right sure where, what about you daring where 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 are we looking for the first card that jumped out to you that we've seen in the last week well the first card uh, that really jumped out to me as just something because I wanted to go kind of nutty and like fun and I went for the two mana mage spell deck of lunacy legendary mage spell <laughs> transform spells in your deck into ones that cost three more 
they keep their original cost. Um, I I honestly have no idea if this is going to be any good, but um, boy howdy, is this like very very flavorful with with the the madness at the Dark Moon Fair? Um, it. I don't know exactly where it fits or like, because, you know, we have the like spell archetypes for mage right now, the no minion, which have never really gotten a whole lot of traction. But like my only thought with that was like, if you do that, then you transform all your payoff cards into (laughs) the ones that cost three more. So... I have no idea how this is going to work, but I feel like right now Puzzle Box of Yogg will cast it, (laughs) or you might occasionally get it off Evocation, because I I don't, I I just think it's a really cool card. It's a very unique and interesting effect, because it transforms everything in your deck to cost three more, which may be a good thing, may be a bad thing, um... Do they, and this is one thing, I assume they're all mage spells still, right? I was just going yeah. to ask the same question. The way this reads to me is that you're, there's still mage spells. It's just mage spells that are, that, that are three mana more than what they normally um, are. So like if you get a, if you had a fireball in your deck, it might end up becoming a flame strike, but it'll cost the same as the fireball. Yeah, so... Hmm. That's interesting because I read it the other way. That it would just transform <laughs> spells into other spells that cost three more than whatever you have. And it, it huh. is yeah, that's that's the thing. That's it doesn't say mage spells, which doesn't necessarily it doesn't and it but it doesn't say random either. Yes, it does. Right. So, that's so why it's like which way it does was, it go? <laughs> if it says random, then it could be, you know, any class spells, but the fact that it doesn't Lends me to believe that maybe it stays in mage, or uh, if you play this as a rogue, maybe it has rogue spells. Then you know, kind of like, kind of like the way uh, you know some of those effects work. When, when you pull you... things off wand maker, yeah, yeah. So or wand thief, excuse me. Yeah. Right. So, so it, it's really interesting. I, I'm very curious to find out exactly how this works because obviously, I think the how good the card is ends up kind of that that knowing the answer to that question will t- ultimately determine how good a card this actually is. I agree with that. Um, I mean, because a lot of a lot of you know mages' reactive things are all. In the higher end, uh, rolling fireball, blizzard, and flame strike, and then deep freeze. But imagine getting to play a flame strike, like you said, for the cost of four, or blizzard for a cost of three. So, I mean, I see some merit there. Um, it seems interesting, but it seems hard to build more than a silly deck around. So, um, but I really like I really like it. I think the I like the art mood or the art of the deck cards. I kind of picked out some of the cards too that I really like the art of. So um all right. Well that's the deck of lunacy. Let's let's 
spin a back or spin back around and go back to mage for his yeah, next we, card we need to talk about another legendary spell that's going to be available this this one in warlock it is six mana it is the deck of chaos it, like i said legendary it says swap the cost and attack of all minions in your deck This seems like this is going to cause chaos, which is exactly what it says it's going to do in the name. So I'm thinking about all those high health, low attack minions that are high mana cost that suddenly are infinitely more threatening when you're playing playing you know an 812 instead of a 412 i'm thinking of the uh the the other legendary dragon uh malagos <laughs> thinking about you know just some of some of those things and and i was thinking there was definitely some other like Oh, there was a there was a post. Somebody was posting some some different stuff that uh, that you could do with this. Just minions that were that were pretty solid. Even just like that, even that one um, summoner that's a six man. Oh, the two, abysmal two that su- you, abysmal yeah, summoner that, yeah. that gives you the taunt. Suddenly, that's a six two. Uh, so are you? It's a two mana six two that also summons the taunt <laughs> and it's like well now that's interesting that is uh, the one i saw was somebody listed that uh that rabbit making it a a one ten cost one ten one oh you can play for one mana and it's like oh that sounds terrifying i don't know if i like the sound of that it is it's crazy and it's a predictable effect so that makes it like it seems to me makes it much more uh playable i mean the issue being it is it's a six cost spell so you're gonna have to make it to turn six and you're gonna have to draw it out of your deck (laughs) that's not not gonna be a lot of fun if it's at the bottom two cards of your deck (laughs) or it doesn't make any difference but i mean i think this is a really cool effect that i i think proposes some very interesting deck building challenges yep summoning portal zero mana four four that your minions (laughs) cost two less oh get a little crazy oh that's nuts uh trying to find some other ones or suddenly uh caledon the breaker is a three mana six three that can either destroy a minion or destroy a board that seems like that would be okay seems much better yeah zarek who with the warped was the one i was thinking of that it becomes a four mana eight twelve that makes a six six drake every time you take damage there you go yep oh there's so many possibilities there such a cool three manage three manager axis yeah you still you still only have fifteen health. <laughs> does your does your there, there is do, there is that, but you know Does your weapon have nine attack and eight charges? <laughs> that, 
That would be fun, but probably not, but that would be fun. I mean, to be fair, that makes Draxus a lot more interesting, doesn't it? Like, the fact that you could do something a considerable amount, up to seven mana's worth, or you can play Draxus and still hero power the same turn. So, that makes Draxus a lot more intriguing, per se. It's also three mana healed up to fifteen. <laughs> so, yeah, the br- the brood mother is a four mana six six with taunt that heals you for four when it's when it's drawn. So, I mean, it's if you pl- if you get to play this and you get to play this almost on curve. Yeah, you have the potential of affecting something in the neighborhood of you know twelve to to fifteen minions and and. Uh, Suddenly, you can get a lot of value uh, pretty quickly if you then get to start drawing some of those cards. And uh, boy, howdy, do they have a hero power that can help you with that? <laughs> and they still have a they still have a quest, a supreme archaeology, the and and ways of getting through their deck rather fast. Yeah. Gonna feel bad when this ends up in like the last five of the deck. Oh, plot twist makes it better. Well, no, here's here's the question: Does it does it maintain everything when it gets shuffled back in? I would assume so, but was not sure. Yeah, it would. It would. I would assume it would. I was just thinking about it. Think so? Because those changes are probably permanent. It's not like a when drawn effect. Right. No, it's yeah, it's not a wind drawn effect. So it's whatever it happens to be in your deck. What what I would think you would want to do is you'd want to play deck of chaos and then maybe plot twist the following turn, so you suddenly get a whole bunch of those cards that have been buffed into your hand immediately, and then you start playing the the brood mother. You maybe start playing uh, a Malagos or or the Zaraku the warped or something, and suddenly you just get a huge swing turn the immediately after. After you do Deck of Chaos. Also, what's his name? Belthrog? The... I don't... Re- is he 8 mana? I think he's 8 mana. He's a 5-7, yes. so he becomes a 5 mana 8-7. Eight, 8-7. Seven, seven that, that makes copies. Yeah, yeah, and then it's a lot easier to play uh, uh, Plot Twist after that, too. So... <laughs> yep. It does not li- work on Colossus the Moon all too well, though. <laughs> <laughs> no, it does not. But I obviously it's a deck building challenge. Oh my god! Wait, uh, wait, wait, wait! And, and try to survive. Shuma. Shuma becomes a yep. one mana seven seven, seven, seven. <laughs> that fills the board with one ones. <laughs> I, I I'm scared now. I I don't want to keep talking about this. <laughs> no, I'm getting really scared. Okay, save us, Dragon Rider. Yeah, save, save us. us. Where are we going? Exactly. Oh. Well, well, let's move away from Warlock because that's terrifying. You know, we're gonna go to to Hunter. There's nothing scary about Hunter. So let's talk about this uh, legendary weapon. It's called Rinling's Rifle. It is a four mana, two attack, two durability. And says, after your hero attacks, discover a secret and cast it. Oh, this looks fun. I want to play this. I, I don't know what it is with me and the weapons for this uh, <laughs> this set. But I'm like, oh, yes, I want to do this. Discover a secret. There's stuff that you can play in your deck that works with secrets. This is still a weapon. Uh, I don't know. This seems really fun. I want to try this. Yeah, it seems pretty good. I mean, 
Uh, it's only a 2-2, so I feel like it balances out the effect um, pretty nicely. It feels it feels balanced. It feels good. Um, I think it would be an interesting addition to uh, Highlander, Hunter. I feel like that's a, probably a good place for it because... I don't know if the face hunter right now could use it. I mean, this is all just speculation on what's there currently, but I feel like it would fit very nicely into Highlander Hunter because you can only run one of each secret, so this gives you more more access to secrets, so and more damage from the face, so that's always good. Yeah, I think I think a Highlander list, whether it's more of an aggro or more of the the bigger version that we got used to before before this expansion, I think it makes sense. A just full on face hunter, I don't think the mana cost and the amount of damage that this does is enough. But uh, the card art is amazing. <laughs> it is. It is. There is a maw at the end of its. Uh, of the of the rifle and the flavor text says this rifle needs a muzzle for its muzzle and so it's uh (laughs) and the and the like scope is an eye so i i i feel like this is good enough that you're gonna run it and i and i i I feel like highlander hunter is not going anywhere while bran is still in in standard as well as zephyrus is still in standard so those two cards you're always looking for for more damage and more ways to kind of trip up your opponent and secrets are a great way to, uh, to, to help you do that. So I, I definitely think this is going to see some play. Yeah. I feel like it's too good not to somewhere. I mean, secrets, secrets that you get to discover and then play for free. So like it pays for itself on the turn you, you play it. Um, think of it as like a two mana, two mana, two, two weapon, a, a la Glaive Zuka back in the day, and then your other two mana goes to that secret you discovered, and then next turn you get a free secret. So, seems very, very good. Um, But now it's my turn, and Dawn, I'm sorry, I'm going to have to take us back to Warlock. <laughs> and okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take you back a few years and and just, just preach to you about Rin the First Disciple. Now, Rin the First Disciple is no longer in standard, but now we get Tictus. I don't know if that's how you pronounce that or not, but he is a 6-mana 8-8 demon. With Battlecry, remove the top card, 5 cards of your deck, which that doesn't sound good, does it? But when you corrupt him, your opponent's deck instead. <laughs> <laughs> so it goes... From a fell reaver, basically, Ooh. to a to 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 the uh, part of the finishing demon from Rin, the first disciple. Exactly. That's gross. <laughs> I I am all on, on board on this. And then I saw someone else posting screenshots of philosophy with this too. <laughs> To summon copy to put copies in your uh, hand. <laughs> uh, no, that's not. Please don't. Oh no. Good, good, good thing we don't have Bran, the original Bran in standard still, right? To double the battle cry. Yeah. Yeah. That would be bad. That's. I mean, that's unfortunate, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
is there is there any other ways besides philosophy that you could make additional copies of this uh I think if there would be ways to do that he's yeah whatever the nine cost five five that you used with um he came out i don't remember his name we stopped playing him when rastakhan's rumble rotated because of shrivala um he's he's the one that puts a copy in your hand Puts a copy in your deck. And oh, Seth Ravar. Seth Ravar, there we go. I can remember his name. I haven't seen him played legitimately since last year. Um, yeah, so the, it, you could use it. You could put another copy in your hand with Seth Ravar as, I mean, and that would fit too because Seth Ravar is a demon, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. Because yes, because he's yep. one of the ones you're like, couldn't you do better? Galakron, come on. I could use some better demons than this. <laughs> <laughs> so. 8 uh, 8 Demon, if you could just get this on the board, I mean, a, pay, paying 6 mana and putting 8 8 on the board, while not like, it's not like a mana giant discount or anything necessarily, but it's still, that's, that's a big minion to have to deal with. Exactly. I feel like that's a minion that you probably won't feel bad dropping, but if like, I feel like this is a build around card. Like you could build around trying to burn your opponent out, um, in a more controlling style of warlock. So, and I feel like some of the other cards that they've gotten so far, um, could really do that. Obviously you don't play this card with, uh, deck of chaos because it would become an eight mana six eight <laughs> and that would completely defeat the purpose but um i feel like that there's a lot of i i'm looking at their cards and i feel like they've gotten a good control kit um which i miss the the days of the void lords and control lock so um I, yeah, I'm super into this. this is the card I am literally most into out of the set so far. So this has me excited that I'll get to actually use my uh, my new Warlock portrait and actually, you know, go on the ladder. <laughs> are, are you looking forward to all the Warlocks there, Dragon Rider? I don't know. Nope. I don't know if I am. Nope. Mm -mm. Nope. Not at all. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. Maybe maybe there will be enough to kind of keep the stuff in check. It, it, it does seem like it's going to require a little bit of patience. And so the, the, uh, the meta will need to slow down a little bit in order to allow for you to get these six mana cards corrupted. So then you can play them and then, and then uh, go, go crazy after after that so i would say the meta's not exactly the fastest right now um no it's slowing yeah. down it, it has slowed down uh definitely from where it was in ash oh yeah for sure uh, but i feel like even over the course of skullamance all the balance changes that have been made things have slowed down yeah things have slowed down because you don't have guardian animals coming out as early you don't have you know the mage popping off with evocation necessarily as early as it could before and that sort of thing. So yeah, 
I, I agree with you, things have slowed down, but I still feel like they are going to need to slow down a little bit more in order to kind of do some of this stuff. Well, my my only argument is I'm playing Control Shaman right now and winning a lot, so... Um... <laughs> Speaking of decks I don't want to run into... Uh, yeah, that's 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 sense. all. Literally, all I've been playing on the ladder and games go for a while. But I have like I have fun with it. But you know, you know what kind of person I am. I like to play control decks. So, okay, enough of me and my silly shenanigans. Let's move on to Mage again and go back to your next card. So we we talked about Nazoth earlier and the kind of menagerie build that uh that he helps uh or he could really exploit if you were doing it we saw some warrior cards that will really allow for you to do that exact thing i want uh, you know we have the uh we got it the le legendary um ringmaster watley and his baton but i want to talk about tent thrasher it is a five mana five five dragon with rush that says costs one less for each friendly minion with a unique minion type that seems really good rush minion that is a five five is good we've seen lot we've seen a few of those we've we've seen you know just standard five fives that could have their uh mana cost reduced i'm looking at you corridor creeper uh that was pretty good too um i feel like i feel like this is you don't have to have it cost zero i mean you can get this to cost zero but i don't think you need to have it cost zero in order for this to be a good card and the fact that it's a dragon means you can potentially pull it out of your deck with ringmaster watley um you could duplicate it if you were uh, i think if that that dragon duplication card is still in standard i'm trying to remember which one that it one is was. not that was a roster cut that was dragon's roar oh. or wait it wasn't dragon's roar it was war master voon was the duplicate the dragons in your hand i was i was thinking of a different one but okay Maybe I'm missing something. I know that's one of that's what Warmaster Voon there did. Was a, there was a neutral minion that allowed for. Oh, you mean you uh, mean um two, the, dragon the dragon hatcher? hatcher yeah, the dragon hatchers. Yes, that is still in standard. So you could duplicate this with that. Yes, um, I stand corrected. You are right. I I was thinking that it was still there, but I wasn't a hundred percent sure. It's been a while since seen seen significant play. Um, but I, I feel like with Nazoth being this kind of finisher sort of card for that build, we needed to see some support cards for that build. And I feel like the three, we've seen four cards from warrior and three of them are supporting this build type. Uh, and so I, I feel like, and given the fact that we know warrior has some pretty good pirates, we know warrior uh has uh access to some other dragons in addition to this one that that are pretty good as well uh i you could uh, mechs i think are going to be there's definitely some neutral mechs that that are are pretty solid still that you could that you could run 
we also haven't seen the rest of the the set so i i definitely feel like a nazoth in warrior it, it definitely looks to me like it could be viable and, and it's definitely something i'd i'd be interested in trying what, what do you guys think of 10 thrasher and, and these other menagerie cards uh yeah, Ten Trasher I like a lot. Uh I mean, it's a dragon, but it's good stats. It's got this rush. I mean, even if you get like one discount, you're still you still have a four mana five five rush, uh which seems pretty good. Uh you can yeah, find that this it's played in Warlock. There's yeah. a four mana five five with rush that discards a card. Night yeah. Night Nightarch Matriarchy Matriarch or Nightshade yeah, Matriarch. There we go. I couldn't matron. put matron. Yeah, I yeah. think nightshade matron. Whatever, um, close enough. <laughs> but you can find this from athletic studies, which also seems pretty good. Uh, yeah, this. I mean, if you're somehow playing lackeys in warrior, uh, which we've seen, you know, you you could get the draconic lackey and discover this as well. So yeah, it seems pretty decent. Yeah, I mean, good good stats um, fits into an archetype they seem to be supporting. So, yeah, I think this is. I mean, I think a five five with rush that ha- can have its cost reduced easily. Um, yeah, I think that's really solid. I think it's a very cool card, and I'm glad. I was a little bit unsure of Nazoth, as I said on top of the show, but like they're putting they're putting cards behind it, so. This is this is certainly turning into an archetype that they're building right now. So, all right, Dragon Rider, where where are we going next? Uh, we are going to my favorite class, and that is Paladin. And oh boy, does this bring back memories of some uh, mid-range Paladin? But this is uh, Carousel Griffin. It is a five mana five five mech. With Divine Shield, Corrupt, gain plus three, plus three, and Taunt. Oh, Paladin. I hope Midrange Paladin is back. I miss it so much. But I like this card. It's good stats to begin with. And, uh, you know, we already have seen some 8-8 Taunt Divine Shield stuff being played. (laughs) So why not? Just throw some more in there. Just add some more. Make it even more rage-inducing. Go ahead. Haven't they had enough eight eights taught divine shield? I mean, clearly not. For being on, that that they're not paying eight mana for too. I might add. Yeah. To be fair, devolving missiles hits it all the same. <laughs> Anyways, I have seen so few mages lately. Well, I mean, you could run it in shaman too. <laughs> I've seen even fewer shamans. <laughs> Well, I'm representing. Then, then you're <laughs> lucky because I have, and it is a rage-inducing experience. So no, I've just been I'll, seeing I'll all the paladins that are dropping the eight eights, and that's just like yep, you know, adding yep. salt, anyways. So, Librem of Hope is Ugh. a terrible card to deal with. Yeah, this doesn't give you the. This does not give you the heal. Yes. And it cannot be reduced as low as the Library of Hope. You don't right. get additional copies back from 
uh from liadrin or 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 from the uh the seven mana card that just gives you random random paladin cards but this is still this is still good as a five mana five five or solid anyway and has upside of being another eight eight taunt divine shield that your opponent has to chew through yeah, it's it seems really solid. I think this goes in the pure paladin decks that will be coming. I think this is uh I think the the set is going to give pure paladin um some more very handy tools to work with. Um um someone has been comparing a, a legendary to a certain mechanical fellow who like to magnetize to other mechanical fellows in the past so where i compared her to a giant armor wearing kitty but (laughs) yes i think this is uh, not to get off topic but i think that this will fit very nicely in pure paladin and that like there's just a lot more there that makes pure paladin interesting at least so far this time around and i feel like some of the things they was lacking was like big hitters and like this will yeah this will hit it home and another 8-8 that doesn't require you to have a, a minion on board to make it so like i think this is going to be a very solid card does feel like it might be a little bit is this going to be tough to corrupt i mean i'm thinking about like the cards that you would want to play like library of hope you don't want to pay six mana Mm -hmm. um you know i guess if you're playing Tyrion, that does it uh this is the You'd have to pay a full-priced Devout Pupil, mm-hmm. right? Because that's a six-mana, four or five taunt. So that would do it. But I'm just trying to think, like, what are, what are, what are we playing in Pure Paladin that, uh, that, we, that costs six or more that we would definitely want to play? Wait, Forge Crusader? And... Avenging Wrath. Avenging Wrath? Uh... Are, is yes. that is that running naturally in Pure Paladin? Uh, shout out to Zaj okay. on Twitter and he's been hanging out my stream. He's been running double. Okay. And Whoa. I ran into him on ladder earlier and kicked my butt. Double Avenging Wrath. I love Avenging Wrath. Again, I love Paladin. Um, okay. I don't know. Maybe this doesn't get run or it's too hard to pull off in, in Pure Paladin, but I can I, see it seems I, played. I just... I feel like sometimes the pure paladin list, at least when I was playing it, it felt a little mid-game heavy. And so you kind of had to figure out, like, it had lots of, it, like, it already has the the Aldor mm-hmm. that you want to play at five that reduces the Librum. So you're, you're playing that. It's got Devout Pupil at six at its regular price. Um, I was going to say, wait, isn't that a zero cost card? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sometimes. Normally, yes. Yeah. You know, you've got, you do have Liadrin, you do have the Crusader. Uh, those are two cards that'll definitely, definitely do this, uh, you know, corrupt this. I've just, I, I was just 
thinking out loud here. I haven't really thought about about how many cards it ends up being. I mean, uh, there's also Hammer. We're not talking about it, but Hammer of the Nuru. Like, that's something that can do it. Um, high Exarch URL. So, like, they've added a couple cards that I'm not saying that they're going to get played. But if this card is going to get played, I picture it. Right now, I'm not making a prediction or making a call out. I'm just saying this is what I see it off just looking on a piece of paper. So, sure, sure, okay. All right, next up is me, and we're gonna go back to Mage. I didn't intend to keep going between things, but it looks like I am. And I picked Ring Toss, it is a four mana mage spell. Discover, uh, discover a secret and cast it. Corrupt, cover, uh, discover two, two instead. So, a, I'd like to point out that part of the reason I picked this, the art is super duper cute. Like that is one cute turtle, and they're playing ring toss with them, and that's just adorbs. Um, second off, <laughs> um, I I think it's a very interesting card. Um. Especially if it's going to be, if you're going to be playing a more controlly style of mage. Like, I don't feel like it's too much of an ass to get a rolling fireball off before you play this. Or blizzard, or, you know, something like a highlander uh, mage would play. And then you get two, you get two secrets in play for four mana. I mean, that's a, it's a really good, really good, uh payoff for um having to play a five cost spell before you before you play this so um and i feel like uh people were playing um was it key master or key whatever it was key smith yeah arcane key smith there we go it was the arcane key smith there was a four mana two two discover a mage secret and cast it so this is without the body, but if you play a five cost, you get to cast something. You get to cast two spells. So, um, I think this has a lot of potential. I don't know if it fits into the meta right now, but it. I feel like it has a lot of upside. Gonna see a lot of ice barriers and a lot of flame wards. I feel, feel like with this card. <laughs> Yeah. Whatever card gets daring to say adorbs is uh is an A plus in my book. <laughs> you looking at it, that it really turtle? Yeah, I was gonna say, are you looking at it? I don't understand how you could use any other word. <laughs> it is super cute. And the, the the flavor text is if you liked it, then you should have put a ring on it, which <laughs> I also giggled you know, at uh there are some other cards you know we're not talking about every single card right now but there are other cards that fit in a mage that are going off of that secret synergy and stuff as well so i think people will at least try it but even if you're not playing it for the secret synergy just playing it i mean you're yeah if you corrupted it and you get two secrets out of it you just paid two mana for three mana secrets two mana each for the three mana secrets so you get a discount on it anyways seems good yeah yeah i i think it's i think it's interesting it's uh 
with the other secret synergies that are in this set, I, I think it's definitely worth experimenting. Uh, obviously, I wanna, I want to corrupt this so that I get two of them, and the fact that you get to discover them, you then get to pick the order that they get played, and so potentially that could have triggering effects that that go in your in your way. Uh, just trying to play around secrets really kind of sucks and the mage secrets are the most expensive so they're kind of the hardest to run just native in the deck um so this gives you an opportunity to kind of make your opponent have to deal with with secrets and and the secrets are are pretty powerful that you're gonna have access to in, in standard right now yeah okay and I mean that's pretty much it for us. I I wanted to give Magic Finn an honorable mention for also being super adorable. Like that that little frog he's holding is so cute. It's the three mana three four Murloc and Shaman. After a friendly Murloc dies, add a random leg, uh, legendary minion to your hand. So that seems interesting. And I really like the art on Grand Totem Eyesore. <laughs> <laughs> what a yeah, name. Yeah, exactly. What it's a, a fantastic name. <laughs> name. Uh, some say it can see straight into the soul of any who dare to read its flavor text. <laughs> Actual flavor text. So I think that's an interesting one, too. I think that one's interesting and spicy for various reasons. So. I don't think it'll be particularly good, but I have been known to be wrong before. So, anyways, let's move on to this week's poll question. Mage? Yes, so for this week's poll question, when this is going live, the final review reveal stream will have been had. We probably will have the final dump of cards. We'll we'll have seen... Uh, or be able to see all 135 cards so we want to know first reaction your hottest of hot takes how would you rate the power level for madness at the dark moon fair uh go one to three is being low you know one being low 10 being really powerful is it a one to three is it a four to six is it a seven to nine or is it one of those tens like we've had at the end of the last couple of uh, two of the last three years? It feels like we've had a a ten at the end of end of a calendar year, so or, or end of a uh, expansion year. So let us know what you think. Vote. Tell us tell us your thoughts, and we will talk about the re the results on next week's show speaking of the show you can find the show on twitter at dr 3hs you can email the show at dr 3hs at gmail.com and you can follow the top pin tweet to join our discord um and you can find myself on twitter at daring alkaline dragon rider and you can find me on Twitter at Donnie DK. That's D-A-W-N-I-E-D-K. And now streaming every day except for Mondays starting at 9 a.m. Mountain Time. Uh, weekdays will be eight-hour streams and then weekends will be about four. Uh, so, yes, find me there and Woo! love to have you come hang out. It's a fun stream. I would highly recommend. 
And yes, it was it it was hopping today. I came yeah. by over the noon hour. She was intimidating people so much that they weren't even playing cards, and she was getting wins at legend. It was crazy. Oh, okay, with that uh, gal or that gal crime rogue, where just people were just like, ah, oh, dragon rider, time to time to AFK. Yep. Just <laughs> yeah, I don't just, know. What, it was weird. It was like I had like four people that just didn't play. It was like, all right, okay. Yes, you were like I'm. Not, I'm not counting these games. That I these don't count except that my you know rank is going getting better. So you know, we should all be so lucky. Exactly. Like you can find me on Twitter. I am at Major Death Monday, Wednesday, Friday. You can find me on Twitch. I'm twi- at Twitch.tv/slash Major Death. Well. Another fun stream to go check out. If you haven't, I would highly, highly recommend it. So, all right, guys. And uh, as always this week, you were listening to Dr. Three.